First, though, let's get to some reading. Um, Catherine Robertson with us. I should also say that, of course, you can get in touch with us here, 2101, uh, to text and also afternoonsrnz.co.nz. Um, but, yeah, what has Catherine Robertson been reading? Let's find out. Kia ora, how are you? Kia ora, I'm well, thank you. Thank you for being with us. Now, you have a memoir and two novels, I think, to tell us about today. I do, and um, sort of coincidentally, although I sometimes find when I'm reading, I, I don't know whether it's some sort of subconscious thing, I sort of find that there are links between the books that I'm reading. So one of these novels could also be a memoir. Um, it's a little cagey on that point. But I'll start with the one that's definitely a memoir, mm. which is um, Sam Neill's, uh called Did I Ever Tell You This? Um, have you read it? Do you know, I actually haven't got to this one yet, but... Oh. Um, I really want to read this one because it sounds like a great book. It's just lovely. I mean, I'm quite a fan of memoirs. I like them better than autobiographies or bi- even biographies that sort of like, you know, do the do the full thing from birth to whenever. Um, but, you know, ones that feel like they're really personal to the author. Um, and this is lovely, um, except that, of course, I, I also find if they are really engaging, then I sort of, they delude me. Um, I don't know, but other people into sort of thinking I know the person. And it's like, you know, it's a bit like when you're in like an airport or something and you see somebody famous um, and you think it's a friend and you wave at them and it's very embarrassing. Um, but this is the actually the second memoir I've read this year where the story of the person's life are interspersed with the story of them battling cancer. The other one was Laughing at the Dark by um, uh, Barbara Else. And it isn't a spoiler, obviously, to say that he isn't dead yet, um, but it does take up some of the book, you know, um, his sort of recent battle with cancer. Um, and I don't, you know, as I don't actually know him, I can only speculate that having a potentially fatal illness has made him a bit more candid because he's quite, he's, he appears to be quite sort of honest about his life um, and he also doesn't hold back from sticking it to a few of his fellow actors that he didn't much enjoy working with. Um, mm. Yeah, <laughs> like he, didn't, he sort of well, his first break because he got into acting quite late, and his first break was was um, my you know my brilliant career. I mean, obviously he did Sleeping Dogs here, but the big international one was my brilliant career with um, uh, Judy Davis. And yeah, no, he's not a fan of Judy Davis. Let's put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. My friends, my friends, listened to the audio book, which was read by him, and and I can absolutely hear his voice in the in the writing. It's like sort of it's mellow, it's very steady, and he's got this quite subtle but very wicked sense of humour. And I just honestly, I just loved every minute of being in his company. So I highly recommend this book. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, it is. It's, it's just a lot of fun. Hmm. Um, and the, the two Oh, I should, I should actually yeah. say um, at this point that when, I think it was when the book came out, uh, of course, you know, Sam Neill did a bunch of interviews around that and he did a great yeah. one with uh, Kim Hill on RNZ National uh, on the 18th of March. So if anyone wants to listen back to that interview, if you go to rnz.co.nz and put Sam Neill's name into the search, it comes up. It's, a, it's oh, well worth a listen. Brilliant. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, no, do recommend the book. Um, a good, I think a good Christmas present. I know it's only September, but still a good one. Oh, it's always um, good to be thinking ahead for these things. Um, what about these two, what about the, the novels? novels? Yeah. Well, the first one is the one that kind of, well, the two novels actually have something in common with them, you know, with each other, because they, they both have sort of elements of metafiction, which is effectively writers writing about writing. 
Um, and the novel that could also be a memoir is called The Hero of This Book, and it's by an American author called Elizabeth McCracken. Um, and I had sort of heard of her, but this is the first one of hers that I have read, and I absolutely loved it. Um, and she kind of messes with you from the start about whether it is a memoir disguised as a novel. And the narrator is an American writer, which she is, visiting London after the death of her mother, or you could say revisiting London because the last trip that she and her mother had together was there. And as the book progresses, it seems to become more obvious that calling it a novel is a way for the author to engage with her grief. But at one stage, and she sort of does this quite a lot, she's got a lot of sort of, it's almost like a little motif the way she does these sentences. She says, the fictional me is unmarried and only child, childless. The actual me is not. The fictional me is the narrator of this book. The actual me is the author. All Cretans are liars. I myself am a Cretan. But, um, and so which is it then? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I think it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it, appear, it appears to become more memoir-like as it goes on. But I honestly, it doesn't matter. Um, and it, But it's just a delight. It was actually recommended to me by Jane Arthur, who's my co-owner at Good Books. And she, she she calls it sort of like, um, it's a style which she calls sad funny, mm-hmm. which I think is really perfect. And I mean, I'm a great fan of Elizabeth Strout and Anne Tyler, who I think do sad funny really well. So if you like them, I think you'll really enjoy this book, mm. whatever it is. Mm. That sounds that sounds like a, an interesting way to approach it, certainly. And if you're left at the end of it thinking, is it real? Is it not real? It's a good story, well, you, do you know? Doing a bit of Googling on Wikipedia and you go, could be real. Oh, good stuff. Um, so what about your second novel then that you've got? Second novel is called The Deck and it's the latest by Fiona Farrell, who's a New Zealand author based in Christchurch. And I really love her writing. Um, she's written very effectively and affectingly, I'd have to say, about the Christchurch earthquakes in the Broken Book, which was a series of essays, and then a sort of a novel called, if I get it right, The Village at the Villa at the Edge of the Empire. Um, and in this one, she's chosen to write about the COVID pandemic. But what she's done is she's taken like a st- structure um, from a 14th century book called The Decameron. Um, which, again, I've heard of but never read, um, written by a a Florentine uh, man called Giovanni Boccaccio. And it was written in the time of the bubonic plague. And Hmm. so she's got the same kind of, yeah, because in the Decameron, what he does is um, sets up what he calls the frame of it, which is a relatively short um, description about what's actually happening in the world, which is quite fascinating from the point of view of what's happening with the plague. And, of course, it has so many, you know, um, uh, commonalities with today. And so, and then it is about a group, the Decameron is about a group of friends who go away to a country house and basically tell stories to each other. And that's what Fiona has done with this book, um, created a prologue, which is when she calls she calls the writer the novelist. So she's sort of creating that distance from herself, but also it seems to be very much her. Um, and then there's, you know, a group of people who go and tell stories to each other. Now, I'm only partway through, so I'm just getting up to the um, sort of the stories part. Um, but I just, Fiona's writing is so compassionate and so humane and just kind of an absolute, you know, it's a delight. You always feel like you're in really safe hands when you're reading her book. And I think what she does, you know, what she does with the um, Christchurch books is, 
it's sort of documented time in a quite important way, I feel. So, yeah, mm. it's, it's a great one. So I suppose what is... Um what is the role of a book like this? You know, here we are yeah. kind of, I think, I don't know if we call it post-COVID yet, but sort of coming out the the back end of the pandemic and, and treating the illness, I suppose, in a different way. But how do we make sense of the time that we're in and the time that has recently passed in this book? Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think what she's also doing is, you know, much as Elizabeth McCracken is doing is talking about the use of fiction, really, as a device. I mean, when we were in COVID and the lockdowns, everybody was saying, oh, it's so lovely to be, you know, sort of caring about people and the roads are so quiet and we're getting back to nature and we're being still with ourselves. And um, and so we were kind of inventing stories to make sense of the time and hoping that those stories would continue. And of course, they haven't really, you know, maybe in some personal way for some people. And I think that's what she's sort of doing with this book is to say that fiction can help us process and it can, you know, help us engage with all the emotions that we had in a sort of a, probably a bit of a safer way through fiction. And But is it is it a place for us, are stories a place for us to hide or are they the absolute, you know, vital part of humanity which came before what, you know, stories came before art and music, um, I read somewhere, um, for us to be able to imagine other paths and possibilities. Mm, that's a fascinating question. Look, thank you very much. They sound great. Those books there... Did I Ever Tell You This by Sam Neill, that's the memoir, and then the two novels, The Hero of This Book by Elizabeth McCracken and The Deck by Fiona Farrell. Catherine Robertson, thank you very much for telling us about all of those great stuff.